Brad Hort talks sci-fi and magicians. Welcome back to Phil Ring, folks. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another Pure Phantom Podcast of Brad and Court Talk. I'm Brad. And I'm Court. Welcome back to Fillory, you guys. It's the season finale. I know. it's It's been a little while for us. We've been um, stuck in a mirror realm doing like massive work and stuff. Yeah, and it's exhausting. So yeah. being able just to watch the episode without thinking. Like I, I watched it twice. The first time I just watched it and cried and then watched it, you know, just feeling all the feelings. And then I watched it again just to be able to pick up little things. Can I just say I hate journalists? I'm just saying. <laughs> Why do you hate journalists? I because this episode and, and I fully expect this to happen when Mar- when Avengers Endgame comes out because I'm not seeing it on open. Oh, yeah, Brad, but, you have to. You know, you have to go radio silence. You have to. I like. You have no. to fix your social media thing so it does. It, it's everything out that it, you don't want to read about or just don't turn it on. It wasn't like, even social media. It wasn't any, anything. It's literally I open up the Google app on my phone <laughs> and it shows me and in the front page it shows me all the lo- all the news and stuff like that. So what did it say? And it said. Oh, um, a spoiler like, alert, you guys. We're going to talk about actual moments from the episode and some major stuff that happened. Yeah. So, which you know. So, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So, it, basically, the first article that was in there on my thing, it says, Jason Ralph leaves magicians. What it means oh for Oh, my Quentin. God. And I'm like. Are you serious? Yeah. And I'm like, that was no. your title? Seriously? I just want to punch that's, you in the face. And I'm that's like. Dis- that's really disrespectful. I, like, most of the articles that I've that have seen um, had. Uh, this character, spoiler, you know how to do right. it. Spoiler redacted. It leaves magicians. No, you know. it was yeah. straight up. Jason Ralph leaves magicians, and I'm like, I want to well. punch you in the face right now because. And it was literally like five o'clock in the morning oh on Thursday. <laughs> you know, I'm but like, Brad, <laughs> they have been they've been posting warnings all week, like Sarah Gamble, John McNamara, and all the actors and everything. They've been posting. You know, warnings like something major is coming. Right. If you miss this, like be careful because something major is going down. Like we can't promise you that you're not going to yeah. get spoiled for something the next day. So they've been oh, warning. But oh, I know. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. That could have been handled way better than it was. I know. It was just one of those. And wow. I haven't really, I haven't been on Twitter forever because I've just been working so yeah. much overtime. It's just been like that. And it was yeah. just one of those. I'm like, y- I don't even know who wrote the article, and I didn't yeah. look. And it was yeah. just one of those like, this is what you went with. I mean, seriously, yeah. if we can't clickbait anymore, come yeah. on, people. Uh, well, if, if let, let me tell you about my experience. Uh, so, like you, massive overtime this past week. I've been dead tired. Wednesday night, I couldn't. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't move. I think I went to sleep at nine o'clock, so I missed the episode live. And so I, I knew I was going to get up early Thursday morning uh, to watch the episode, just in case we needed to talk about anything or record for that day. So of course, you know me. I'm usually on my fo- on my phone or whatever. And one of the first things that I click is Instagram before I think to click off. And I clicked Instagram and I see this picture of uh, Jason Ralph because I follow him on Instagram or whatever. But as soon as I, it came up, I clicked it off. I didn't read anything. I just saw a picture of Jason and, you know, it was his feed. So I didn't know what it could have been about because yeah, I watched the show. So he's in the show. It doesn't matter. I didn't get spoiled for anything. Um, yeah. So that was my experience. I didn't spoil myself. I almost did. Because if I had read what he wrote, 
then I would have known. Although he he was very nice enough to do the whole thing where he put spoiler alert in it and he did all the dots and you had to go all the way to the bottom to actually read what happened and his goodbye message. Hmm. So yeah. So yeah. The moral of the story so she, is yeah. you, you gotta watch everything apparently when it comes out anymore. Well, no, not even that. You gotta watch everything or you have to learn how to uh, I'm sorry, Brad. But your Google alerts, maybe block put put a block or something on there where no, it kind of edits out different things. No, like, don't tell me this person's leaving. It's literally not the Google alerts. It's just you open up Google and it has it's yeah. it's a Google start page. It has like you know the weather and everything, and then it yeah. has some some lo- some news articles, and that yeah. just happened to be the top one that was on there. Well, I'm going to say this. I'm upset that that happened to you, but I'm very happy that <laughs> Magicians is still popular enough right. that it, it's posting like that. Yeah. So. so I just I just stopped off of it and we watched. I told Tracy, I said, we have to watch this because there's stuff that happened and I don't want to read anything. So we're oh. watching it now. Oh, you didn't spoil Tracy. You're so sweet. No, I said, there's there's stuff and things. We have to watch it. She's like, okay. <laughs> All right. So. All right. So before we jump in. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, before we do that, just want to remind everybody to check us out over at purefandom.com and you can find our full playlist of recaps and interviews over there and at SoundCloud as well. Also, be sure to check out some of the other great writers at Pure Fandom. If there's a show or a movie you love, someone over there is writing something amazing about it. And Court, how can they reach us? Well, you can find me on Twitter at JinDev. He's Brad ZB. You can also email us at bradandcourttalk at gmail.com. If you want to talk about your feelings after this episode, we are here to listen for sure. Um, we have a, a year to wait until the next season, so we have a lot of time to kind of hash out our feelings. Mm-hmm. And yes, they should be paying for our therapy bills at this point. Uh, you can also find Pure Fandom on Facebook and on Twitter. If you head over on to Facebook, what else can they find, Brad? On Facebook, you can find a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, you can find us, actually. I have nothing for that one this week. I just, I'm just okay. at a loss. See, I'm that's how tired. his brain is. Usually, yeah, he has some awesome, you, you've been listening to us. He has some awesome random thing, but not this week. And me either, because we're both really super dead tired. Um, <laughs> so, other things that you can find on Facebook, you can find us a lot. We have Brad and Court Talk at Pure Fandom uh, Podcast Group, where we have a lot of great people over there who are talking about a lot of great different things, whether it be the magicians, um, something awesome that they happen to be binging on Netflix. Uh, you can also find our Van Helsing Pure Fandom Group, which is still growing, even though the show's been gone since December. Uh, everybody's super excited getting ready for the new season that's coming, and I know they're filming now. So um, as news drops, we'll try to drop something there. And we have different artists uh, who are there just creating these beautiful drawings mm-hmm. of some of our favorite characters from Van Helsing. So check that out. Um I we we also cover Cloak and Dagger. As you heard, our, our week this past week has been insane, so we haven't been able to get much up on that. I did get a uh, initial recap up for the the last episode uh, for Cloak and Dagger. I believe that was episode three. I'm going to try to do the same thing for episode four because again, our week has been crazy, so we haven't been mm-hmm. able to record for that one yet. Um, we're going to try to get back on track next week. Yep. I have a trip coming up for work, so I'm going to be out of pocket a bit. So yeah. Uh, I have a competition next weekend, so there's. A- oh yeah! If you haven't been following him on um, his his uh, Instagram, do that, Ramblin' Brad, because he's been lifting. He was just telling me these stories about all this weight he's lifting. It's crazy. Like I can't, I can barely lift ten pounds. Well, that's not true. You can lift ten pounds. You could do I, it. I I 
I can do that. Actually, I can lift like 80 like with my legs, mm-hmm. but like my arms are a little weak. Back squatting. You can do a lot with back squats, I'm telling you. Brad, if, if we live closer, I swear I would go with you and we would be doing this lifting stuff together. I would have you at the gym and we'd be all monster buffed up and going, raw. let's do it. Look, when I come visit, you're taking me to the gym. I will. You can go. We'll take you. Okay. Okay. You won't be able to walk after it, but you'll be fine. Hey, <laughs> that'll make me happy. I'm going to plan it. Yeah, after my back squats I'll- yesterday, I'm kind of sore. So yeah, follow <laughs> me on follow me on Instagram because I am a lot more active on there, and you can see some. I'll be posting a lot more of my 3D print stuff that I've been doing. Also, so he sent me things, guys, which is good because I'm going to ama- was it a- amazing con. Mm-hmm. Awesome con, awesome con in DC. I'm sorry, you guys. I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm doing that next weekend after I get back from um, my work trip. So yay! But I'll post pictures from there, and I'll show you the awesome stuff that he sent me and my niece. Yep. So thanks, V. Yep, there you go. So let's talk about this episode here. Whew. So this episode was 413 The Seam. It was written by our awesome executive producers, John McNamara and Sarah Gamble. Anytime there's a musical element in the, in the episodes or, you know, the characters are singing, know that John McNamara is responsible for that. Mm-hmm. Like he sneaks that in and we are so grateful for him. Uh, the episode was directed directed by Chris Fisher. Quentin and company managed to save their friends from the monsters, but a huge price is paid. Our magicians have time for just one more song, and damn, it is beautiful and heartbreaking. Magic across the world and other realms, time flies in fillery. Let's talk about it, B. What happened? Oh, there was a lot that happened. Um, yeah, but they've been building up to it this entire season. Um, they had that one episode uh, that showed us there's not just one lead character in this series; it's an ensemble. Right. It, the, the people you call side characters, there are they aren't there are no side characters. Everybody has their own story to tell, and I guess we got the full arc from one of our favorite characters. Yeah, because Penny, you know, he was down there in, in the underground library, and he he made the fact that. All of these people were going to do stuff. We knew that Alice and Zelda were going to change the way the library is forever. Mm-hmm. And they and, did. Right. And we even, a couple episodes, we saw Penny, Penny 40, mm-hmm. down in the underworld. And he saw somebody and he said, welcome, it's been a while. So we knew we were going to lose somebody. We just weren't sure who. Right. Yeah. And we didn't know when either. It was just a right. matter of when would that happen? Who would right? Because be? with the show, it could have been two seasons from now. Oh yeah, exactly. It could have been could have been a long time, or it could yeah. have never happened. It could have just been that was it, and you're left wondering who he was talking to. Right. So we had Julia, who was freed with the ice axes there, but she yes. ends up getting stuck in this ever loop of healing and pain because of right. her immortality. Right. So, so yeah, like you said, with her immortality. So we had it where she has this massive wound and then her body heals itself. So what do you do when you have this wound that just keeps opening up and then she keeps healing herself? Like she was going to go through that infinitely. Mm-hmm. And can I say how awesome it was to see the binder again? I love him. I yeah. want him to stick around even though he wants to die. Yeah, I, I love Matt Ferrer. He's, you know, so awesome. Yes. Uh, yeah, so the binder reveals that Julie has to make that choice of – does she want her humanity or does she want to be reinstated as a goddess? But, but she can't make the choice. Yeah. So she's unconscious and then, yeah, it falls on Penny. Uh, he makes his choice. Which, yeah, that was kind of a, I mean, it was a selfish choice because, you know, he wanted to save her. So he asked you turn her human again. And that whole thing falls through. And at the end of it, 
I mean, so we understand that she was totally ordinary, right? Right. She it took her totally human. And at the end of the episode, when she does magic, mm-hmm. I would imagine she's still going to be pissed at Penny uh, for choosing for her because she was really upset about that. And I, I totally understand that whole thing. But she has her magic back. So then that makes me wonder, did she actually lose her godness? I think, no, she did. She completely lost her godness. That's gone. She was a clean slate. But Quentin, when he was talking to uh, Penny Forty, he said magic comes from pain. And she was in a massive amount of pain um, at that point in time. Like when her magic started working, she had just lost her best friend in the world. And she lost that godhood and uh, the the ability to do magic. And she, she was hurting. And then she's always been one of those characters. She's gone through a lot. Like we know in seasons past, like she was assaulted previously and she Mm -hmm. had pain from that. So like she had a massive well of pain to draw from. And like, that's where the magic grew. So you're saying that she has her magic back totally now because she's found it again. I I don't know if it's totally, but I feel like she's back at the beginning again from where we started. And it was cool to see her with the cards because isn't that how we saw Quentin in some of the first episodes? Yeah. Yeah, That was was literally one of the first things that he did. He did it with the cards and had them spinning and when he discovered his power in like the first season or something like that. And she even thought it was Quentin also at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So yeah, she's in pain. Like they grew up together. Like that was her best friend and he's gone. Hmm. Yeah. It's it's a. Uh, yeah. It was kind of. It was a. It was a hard one on that one. I mean, sh- but I'm mm-hmm. curious to see how she goes forward with this now. Uh, how much of that magic will she be able to retain? I would hope that she's still totally pissed off at Penny. <laughs> I don't think she will be. I think it was just a matter of because w- when we saw her talking to the binder initially a couple episodes ago about her having that choice, she didn't know what she wanted to do. Right. She didn't know if she wanted to give it up completely. Or if she wanted to be a god again, or if she wanted to be human, like yeah. she just didn't know. So, like he saved her life, or yeah. saved her from a world of pain. Right. The fact that she has that magic back, like she has other things to worry about. I'm sure they'll have another big bad or some other problem or quest to contend with next season. Um, and like they're dealing with this loss of Quentin, so they they can't be apart. They're gonna have to figure out a way to come together as a group. Yeah. Or, or will they? Or will it be a whole bunch of separate stories? I don't know. It's hard to, hard well, to tell. Well, there's that, too. Because uh, as we saw at the end of the episode, uh, our Margot and Elliot, they're back together. Go, Yay! Um, they have their own story that's going to be happening in Fillory. Like Josh and Finn or who knows where. And it's 300 years in the future. Well, yeah. So anyhow, a little bit farther back on it, Margot uh, does the cure to fish Josh. Turns him back into Josh. I love the fact that when she took him to the li- to the veterinarian, right? <laughs> and he's uh-huh. like, "Hold on, this fish is a werewolf. You're a werewolf. Did you bang the fish?" <laughs> just, ah, that guy. Was, I hate animals. He was so funny. It was, he just cracked me up. So, but yeah, she she managed to transform uh, Josh back, mm-hmm. and. And then pop her eye back in, which right. brooded Josh out. Yeah. Well, she also was cooking for him, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, they are adorable together. They are the most unlikely pairing I've seen, but I love it. It works. Now, yeah, well. That's, she, that's real life. <laughs> uh, yeah. And one of the things that got me on this episode, right, and I read it in an article somewhere that somebody was, they were complaining about how 
the Mario and Josh thing just seemed like it was forced because Mario would have never just let everybody else go after Elliot. She would have gone also. No. And I'm like, so I was reading this article, and I think I sent it to you also, but I was like, have they not been watching the same thing that I was watching? Because this whole relationship between Mario and Josh has been going on this whole season. Mm-hmm. And it's like the one relationship that Mario's actually had with somebody over that's lasted more than a night. And right. it's been building and building and building. And the whole fact that she is bonded with the fish, that, you know, after Finn shows up with the fish, you have to stare at the fish or else it dies. <laughs> Just one of those moments. Um, she's imprinted on the fish and she has to, you know, watch Josh fish. So it made total sense that she has feelings for him. We know this. We've seen this yeah. before. If she is the only thing there that is keeping Josh alive and everybody else is going after Elliot, her staying made sense to me. If she yeah. would have left, I think that would have been way more out of character because even though Margo can be a bitch sometimes, she's not going to kill off a friend. Exactly. And she saved Josh by sleeping with him as a werewolf to start with. I mean, that was... You know, she full consent she went into it she knew what she was doing she did it and i thought uh, this whole thing that you know when she said they would have left i was like no she would have stayed there with josh because if she left i mean josh was dead right and like she has this connection with the other people as well where she fully trusts that they'll be able to bring elliot back to her granted that's not quite the way it happened but right. it, it is what happened they did they did succeed yeah and sometimes you just have to pick up what you got to do and that's kind of where she was right yeah i feel like sometimes people watch the show and they project only what they want to see yeah or the, the characters they're most invested in and we're going to talk about that a little bit more later with how some of the people have been reacting to um jason's uh departure from the show yeah it was just it was just one of those moments that i was worried and i was like i don't i see it made total sense to me that she did what she did yeah and so and they, we've seen shows where people, characters have been written and they've been taken actions that are just completely off the wall and make no sense towards the narrative at all. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, no. But this this felt natural. Like you said, they've been building up the, this relationship and this bond that she has with Josh for the entire season. Mm-hmm. And, like, she was, she was the only person that could do this thing. Let it have been somebody else. Um, and I think, like you said, Margot still would have stayed um, to help that person if it meant if it was a matter of life and death if right. she knew that people she trusted were going to have to elevate it yeah she did her part she got the axes i mean she mm-hmm. went through all that hell to get the axes for it and right they have them i mean she's not going to go in there wielding at one person after the monsters and you know make it happen and then right. i also go with the fact that would she be able to actually um stab elliot with the axes I mean, oh, yeah, she would have. It's Monster Elliot, <laughs> but would would that have given her a... He could have, you know, said something, you know, called her Bambi, and she would have paused but enough to take him out or something like that. That's all, you know, like a, um, yeah. having a uh, uh, guardian... Uh, what is it? A moment there with oh, Thanos, like Star-Lord. A Star-Lord. No, no. Margo is nobody's Star-Lord. <laughs> I like how you just immediately knew what I was going with. <laughs> I'm with you, B. I got you. Just one of those moments. Oh, why not? Yeah. It ruined the whole yeah. thing. And next thing you know, all your friends are dust. And there you go. Yeah. 
<laughs> Thanks, Star Lord. Thanks, man. Way to screw up everything. Awesome. <laughs> if you don't know what he's talking about by now, or if you feel spoiled, I'm sorry. I, I'm yeah. I can't help it if you don't. If you have not seen one preview on TV, good for you. <laughs> Just there you are. Um, Katie and Zelda are hooked up to IVs that are taking the poison from them that they mm-hmm. had in the poison room. Little bitter about that whole thing about holding out the cure for Penny. Yeah, like that, and like Katie has it within her grasp now to join Penny wherever he is. All she has to do is let the poison do its work. Mm -hmm. But she's not going to do that because she has a purpose. Like that's the same thing that we were just talking about with Margot. Like she she didn't leave Josh, and that's the way same way that Katie is not leaving behind the responsibility of people who need her right now. Right, she has to take care of the hedge witches. Somebody has to step up, and she is the queen of the hedge witches. Mm-hmm. Which is she's real- the new Marina. Yes, she is. Where is Marina? She's gone with her wife or something. She went off and did her own thing, I guess. Okay. We saw her leave at one point. I forgot where she's going off to, but hey, she's somewhere. She'll be back. I love Marina. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So yeah, Katie's talking about how Everett's on the power rise, and you know he wants to become a god. So they all get into that thing. We know how that ends up with Everett. Yes, he was going godlike. Yeah, and it's kind of his fault they weren't able to bring back Elliot in the first place. Um, they they took down um, Margot's, not Margot, they took down Julia's monster, and then when they got to Monster Elliot, they went back to get more magic from the weser- reservoir, and <laughs> everything was gone, thanks to Everett. Yeah. But Josh still had his fish magic. He picks up that the missing parchment that had the spells on it or whatever and acts mm-hmm. of activated it with his fish magic. <laughs> when he touches the scroll... Yes. And so Quentin and Josh fall through that in the vortex, which was really interesting on that little vortex fall that they did. Uh-huh. It's like, ooh, you solved the, the quest. Yeah. Oh, we're not on this quest. We were on that quest last year, but we solved that. We're good. Finding the realm of the old gods. And, you know, this guy's, you know, he's was playing golf or whatever. And only to find out that they showed up there, not because they actually were doing a quest, but yeah. Just fish power. So they're trying to talk to one of the gods, but dude says, you know, they're not going to listen to him. And if you want to send somebody somewhere, send them into the seam. The realm between worlds where they're living in the anti-living world. Mm-hmm. And which is kind of sort of like the mirror realm. But yeah, the office guy reveals that if anybody throws anything into the seam, they're pretty much in prison there for all eternity. So... You think, why didn't they do that to start with? But whatever. Maybe they didn't know about that part. That'd be my guess. Uh, The gods before. So Q and Josh leave, and they snag some sweet cake and eat it. (laughs) (laughs) Once they get back, they tell everybody to plan, and they're going after everything. But they kind of need the power for it, and this is where Katie comes in because, you know, the hedges live on the breadcrumbs of magic, and there's not much magic there. And in order to keep the monster in the demon jar and have him sealed up, they need to be able to do the spells. Mm-hmm. The, where Katie comes up and she's like, okay, so here's what we're going to do. Everyone around the world is going to do this spell, and it's going to be cooperative magic, and it's going to make it work. That was amazing. Yeah. And... 
Alice actually remembers seeing the door to the realm uh, during her Niffin days in the Mirror Realm. And that's the one door that she didn't want to open because she's like, it doesn't seem right. So Yeah, and even for Niffin Alice, it did not seem right. So you right. didn't want to go behind that door. But yeah, after they take out Quentin, I mean Elliot, and get his god magic into the demon door... They head on over to the Mirror Realm, and things get a little weird there. Yeah, they're able to toss uh, Julia's monster, the sister, in. Um, but right when they're ta- about to toss Elliot and Everett pops up, because he wants the magic for himself, like he wants to be a god. Right. Oh, yeah, so before we got there, we had this whole thing about the soul sacrifice coming up. You know, Quentin didn't want Alice to go and Alice didn't want Quentin to go because they, you know, were both trying to save each other basically. Yeah. But they decided to go as a team because that's how they work best as one. And they kind of, it made a big moment there. I mean, they're true. It's like when any, whenever any of these characters are together, they always work better than when they're apart. Mm-hmm. And as they're in there and Everett shows up, Oh, well, we also had the fact that, you know, Alice did mention, by the way, don't do magic in here because it will go bad. Mm-hmm. But that was the loaded gun in the room. Yeah, we, we knew it was there. And we also knew about, you know, Quentin's ability to fix minor objects or whatever. Yes, and that came up. So they toss one of the demons in there and they have the second jar, which they're getting ready to do. And, I, I, the, well, we kind of missed the fact that when they were doing that, all the hedge witches around the world do everybody doing the same spells. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Like that was amazing. Like just being able to see, and I think we also saw Fillory too. We saw Finn and Josh, right? Yes, yes, we did. Oh my god! Uh, like that was a perfect moment. And then we saw like the librarians helping out. Oh my god! Yeah, Zelda was just sitting in a chair, looking over the water, just <laughs> doing her thing. And- and that whole thing where they do the magic with their hands, I just I, I always love that visual mm-hmm. of uh, them working the magic. Yeah, and it was just it was just one of those things. It was just pretty awesome, and I I like the way that happened. Um, so they go to everybody talks, and this is, this is one of my issues that I always have with everything. So Everett shows up and he's chatting right <laughs> about how. They Quentin needs to hand over the power so he can become a god, and I'm the whole time I'm like, throw it, throw it, throw it, throw it, throw it. You know, this is why you never let anybody monologue. <laughs> just, just if somebody comes up to you and you're in the middle of doing something and they want to chat you up for five minutes, just do it and take care of them later. But that doesn't happen because as soon as he starts to throw the um jar in there the mirror is broken by Everett mm-hmm. and it's all done and there's nothing that can happen so it kind of leaves you wonder what's going to go on from here but we also have that whole plan of you know Quentin being able to fix stuff and we had the whole thing of don't do magic in the room and then Quentin telling Penny to get Alice out of there, which was just heartbreaking because she was screaming and she knew what was going on. So, yeah, as soon as she starts screaming and he goes to drag her out, Quentin's doing the magic behind his back and, you know, fixing the mirror. We hadn't really seen magic um, go sideways in the mirror realm before. So once that happened and the mirror was, you know, done, 
and he tosses the, the jars into the mirror and into the seam. So the, the monsters are gone for now. Watching the sparks from the magic just kind of blow around the room. That was it was it was very interesting. I, I like the way it showed up. It was very visual. It reminded me of a whole bunch of sparklers and stuff like that. But then when it hit Everett, you kind of got the idea. It's like I mean, this was like some deadly stuff. And as soon as it happened, you kind of had the idea that Quentin wasn't going to make it out there. We already knew, like we said earlier, that somebody might not make it. Somebody wouldn't be meeting Penny Forty, and then the whole thing where like the the, the executive producers and everybody have been telling us that something major was going to go down. Um, I thought we might lose Dane Fogg at a point. I thought we might lose Elliot at another point. I thought we might lose Katie because, like I said, she was ready mm-hmm. to go. She wanted to be with Penny Forty. Um, but then what that final moment happened uh, with Quentin, it made sense. Like we'd seen, we, we saw this character grow so much and uh, we saw so many moments of closure with him and other characters. Um, none more so than right what happened before with him and Alice, where he for, he forgave her for what she did, uh, betraying them at the castle last season. And then like them working together again and this episode and just like coming back together. And also a couple episodes ago when he was with her uh, in the past, uh, being able to see how they were together before mm-hmm. and feeling those feelings again. Um, so when that moment happened where like actually before that, so he found out what his magic was, like the whole thing with the, the minor magic, like, or the minor repairs. Right. Like I felt like, okay like we've seen so much of his story and like this like something final if there was something final in him finding out what his personal magic was Mm -hmm. and i didn't put that piece together until we got this this moment and even after the episode had went off like i had the whole thing with penny 40 in my head like okay we've lost penny before so we'll see quentin come back in some different kind of way we'll see some other variation of of Quentin, like Jason Rolfe will be at back, whether they get him from a different timeline or something. But then of course we saw the articles uh, showing where, okay, no Jason Rolfe, like he wanted to leave the show. It was time and it made sense for his character. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, like there was that. And then like the song, uh, I actually pulled it up. Uh, it was Aha's take on me. Oh no, no, no not oh. even Aha's take on me. We'll talk about that in a minute. Like, but the actual moment when the mirror broke, um, and when like they had that whole thing where he fixed the mirror and was able to put the um, thing back in and then Alice was trying to reach for him. Uh, it was Houses by Great Northern, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, it was a really haunting song and it was really cool. I'm glad the I think it would have been more devastating for us as, as the audience if we hadn't gotten the moments of not closure, but being able to see the other magicians mourning him. And then that amazing rendition of take, take on me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then him being able to witness that and have Penny at his side, because he and Penny kind of started this journey together. Yes. Julia and Quentin were best friends to start off with, but he, like he roomed with Penny. Like that was his friend, like granted uh, he used to annoy the hell out of Penny mm-hmm. 40, but right. like they had a relationship, like, it was really interesting to see that. And it was cool that he got to end things with Penny, Penny 40. And he got his universal pass or underworld. Was it Metro pass? His Metro pass. So, yeah. 
the character like they had the, and they had the chance to talk like he looked so at peace like there was there was nothing tortured and he didn't kill himself like the the fact that he had got to ha- have that conversation with penny where he was scared that like i had spent all this time like trying to kill myself or whatever like did i do that is that what i just did like no nah, son you you just saved the world you saved magic well yeah he he has always struggled with depression and suicidal thoughts ever since we've yeah. known the character it's always been a thing so it was kind of yeah. You know, kind of heartbreaking when he went to the whole thing. He was like, did I do that? Or was that just like suicide in disguise, basically? Yeah. Yeah. And no, like you saved your friends. Like you made the ultimate sacrifice. Um, and like there, there, he's, he touched so many lives and he, he fixed so many things. He, he was more than a, a magician who could do minor repairs. Like Quentin went on so many journeys. Like I'm getting emotional thinking about this right now. Because, like, when this show first started, we've talked about this. Quentin wasn't my favorite, favorite character. But, like, I've grown to love Quentin um, for the different ways that he's grown as a character over the seasons. And it'll be hard not to see him as a part of the group. But, like, we've seen shows where the main characters never, nothing ever happens to them. You just have your main, your your red shirts surrounding them. And it's always the red shirts that pay the ultimate price that they die. But like, there is an added emotion and added complication when we lose somebody um, like major on the show. And it's going to affect the other characters in, in major ways. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And like, they didn't, this wasn't something that for shock effect we've seen that too where and it just doesn't play well mm-hmm. like this made sense for the character it made sense for the story is it hard yeah it's hard but it, it kind of makes sense yeah it, it all kind of flowed around there too i mean with the ending scene on them doing the you know rendition of take on me which is oh i God. just love them singing it. it was very powerful because we went through <laughs> everybody's grieving process of everything that they yeah. had for, you know, Quentin and everything like yeah. that. Yeah, I, I love how they brought up uh, the thing with Penny. Penny was like, yeah, this is completely different from when I died. Like you, you laughed when I died <laughs> yeah. and Quentin even laughed and smiled at that. Yeah. You were laughing at me. Um, <laughs> we had one of the things is like, not everybody got closure with Quentin. We didn't have that ending moments with him. Right. I yeah. Like, we had it with a lot of people, but there was no connection with um, Quentin and Elliot. Yeah, because Elliot's been away all season. Right. Uh, he, he's been uh, locked away in the monster or in his own mind. And, I mean, he did help save him, but there was still that moment where there was no... And I know people got kind of upset about this because yeah. they were a couple at one point in time, and there was, like, there was no big closure on him. I'm like... That's kind of how death works. It's not well, always, you know, pre-planned. Yeah. yeah, there's that. But they also did get a little bit of closure. Um, one, Elliot and Quentin, they lived a whole life together. They had yeah. a son. They loved each other. They died together in, in, in another timeline. That happened. They had those memories. And in one of the episodes, I think it was the episode where we were in in Elliot's head, uh, where we finally got to see him after the monster told Quentin that, like Elliot was gone, mm-hmm. but no, we got to see him. And there was that moment uh, where Elliot was talking to, I guess his version of Quentin in his head right? where Quentin was telling him, yeah, I do think about that time. I do think about what it could have been for what we could do or what we could be together now. Like it's going to be hard for Elliot, I guess, because like they won't get to have that time together now. 
but he'll have that memory that he he did live a whole life with Quentin and they loved each other and they had a family. Well, even that whole point with Elliot and having the, you know, feelings for Quentin and everything, we're going to see that play out in the next season. I that's yeah. not going to go. They've actually uh, the writers have talked about that. That's not going to go away. It's going to have a yeah. big effect on him on yeah. how everything goes forward. Can, can I say something about fandom? Mm-hmm. Um I, I love being a part of fandom. I, I like being able to talk to you and to be able to celebrate different shows that we happen to love uh, outside of watching that. The hard part of fandom is like when people think that they own the story. Like, right. I don't think I own any particular story. I'm here for the ride. I'm here for the story that the writers are going to tell me. Granted, I've had times where they've told a story that made no sense because. All right. So how about your mother? This is the one time that this has happened. Um, like, I've watched a show. I love that show so much. And we got to see the characters grow and become different people. Like, the people who wrote that show and created it, it was their right. It was their story. Um, they had it in their head how they wanted the show to end. Um, when they first started writing, they knew exactly what they wanted the ending to be. Like, the problem with that was that their characters were not they were completely different people from where they were in the beginning. Does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. Like yep. the ending that they had in mind when the show first started, it did not fit at the end with mm-hmm. what they tried to do. So I, I've, I've been in that same situation where I believe people are right now. Like you invested time and love and care into these characters yourself as an audience member. You, you like to be there and watch. Um, and you feel like you have this ownership of what these stories should be. But you really don't. Like, we're audiences. And whoever your favorite character happens to end up with, uh, that's going to be dictated by the writers. And I I do not like it when I I see people say, oh, I'm owed this as an audience member. I'm not owed a damn thing. Like, I have the right to not go ahead and watch it when I'm done. And, like, you guys have a right to do that as well. But, like, just, like, we're here for the story. And, like, you, you take away so much enjoyment. For yourself, I think when like you are focused on this one thing and when you don't get your way, I've had it where I don't get my way with something. You know what I do? I have something I have called, I have my head cannon where mm-hmm. things ended like this, but in my head, I have a completely different ending. So Sunset Anarchy, like you and me, we know how that ended. I have <laughs> totally a completely different. different ending in my head. I do too. Like it ended at season five for me. <laughs> was I happy with Sons of Anarchy when it ended? Well, we were, I was because we were done podcasting it, but it yeah. was we were it relieved. was brutal. It, it, it ended uh, it ended seasons before it needed. <laughs> Season five, like yes, that's where it logically ended for me. But that wasn't my story. That was Kurt Sutter's story, and I watched it to the end. Uh, did I enjoy it every moment? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did Certain I enjoy things happened that I didn't want to happen. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Things that happened made sense with how he set it up. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, and that's how it is with a lot of stuff. I mean, th- writers do stuff and creators have plans. And yeah. what you want doesn't necessarily matter. Right. <laughs> because I can tell you on a story that I have that will probably never be finished. <laughs> <laughs> Brad is going to be done, I promise. That I know exactly how it ends. I know yeah. what happens in the last scene of the mm-hmm. story that's been there. And whether or not you, if you ever get a chance to hear or listen to read it, is a different thing. But on that whole journey of that, if that hat is what you want, I mean, it's what I'm going to do. And it's generally... Whenever I write something, I know how it ends. and Or how you want it to end. Yeah. But if it logically does not fit, 
yeah, it'll change. I mean, but it's yeah. still it's uh, what I write isn't if you don't agree with it, I, it's I, I'm sorry, but that's you know what mm-hmm. I write, and that's kind of how the showrunners do when they create the shows. I mean. I know what you're talking about because people get mad because I'm not going to watch the show anymore because Quentin's gone. Okay, cool. That's your prerogative. But it's not ending the whole thing. I mean, there's still more going forward. Yeah. And this uh, this episode, this was written like a series finale. We've seen shows on sci-fi drop it like flies over the past year. So right. they were smart to be able to write it this way. Yeah, it's, it's Z Nation. There's one right there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And Z Nation was literally like number two like magicians like the number one i think the magicians uh the initials like number two or something on the most viewed for sci-fi and it got canned and which really annoyed a whole lot of people because it, I mean, it has a huge fandom there too mm-hmm. but yeah it and i i can actually give you an example of that because right now on netflix black summer is on mm-hmm. which is done by the same people who did z nation and it's kind of sort of a prequel to what happened in Z Nation. And that's gone back and forth of them saying yes and no, yes and no. But you know, I talked talk to Carl Schaefer, who wrote it, and he told us when an interview with Z Nation that, yeah, that it was. That is That show has a lot of people annoyed also because it's not Z Nation. Right. And it's like, there's no humor in it. I'm like, no, it's the Black Summer. It's, it was. Yeah, it's not supposed to be. It was it's literally a, its the, own thing. Yeah, it was literally the darkest time of the zombie apocalypse before all the weird stuff started to happen. But people just hate it. And they're like, I don't want this. I want this. I want, well, okay, fine. Uh, but people are allowed to write stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it's a whole fandom thing. I mean, it does get a little bit crazy at times with people complaining about stuff. But it's, I mean, writers got to write, man. Yeah. <laughs> and if and there's actors so wanna, much material out there now. Yeah, and if actors want to leave a show, you can either do it a good way or do it a horrible way. I mean, even with the way that he's written off the show, there's still a chance that he could come back for, if he wants to, for yeah. like a flashback scenes or some other something, you know, things that we haven't seen before. Yeah. He's not going to come and, back full time, but, you know, it's just, it's there's a possibility out there if he wants to do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I feel like it's very subjective. Like I've seen some of the actors apologizing for people being in pain right now. Like they are this this is their job. Like this that's we're supposed to feel feelings about these characters. The fact that you are so devastated right now means that they have succeeded at making you love this character and you being devastated that this character is gone. Um, like Brad said, it's five seasons in. Like actors want to be able to do other projects if they so choose, and like. They want to be able to either be with their families also, because a lot of these shows, they're they're shot in Vancouver, right, B? Right. Yeah. Um, so maybe, like, for whatever his reasons were, like, he wanted to move on to other things. That makes sense. We got this actor. We got this amazing actor for five great seasons, and I'm going to celebrate that. I'm going to celebrate his character and, and enjoy the relationships that we got to see and hope that maybe we do see him again down the road um, on the show or whatever his future projects are. Um, so, Yeah. And you have a you have every right to feel how you feel. Right. Um, I'm not saying don't feel that way. But um, for w- me, uh, watching it, I felt it was done very respectfully, and it was done in a way where I felt emotional, and mm-hmm. I, I I love that scene. Oh, and I goodbye to him. Yeah, I thought the goodbye was great because it touched all the uh, it touched everybody, and you know, yeah. Elliot did drop the peach in there, which was his reminder yeah. of that. And, oh, oh my God! I forgot the items they dropped in the fire. Yeah, they yes. dropped. He dropped the peach in the fire, and Margot dropped yeah. his crown in the fire. And you yeah. know, the 
uh, f- uh, fog dropped in the oh, is it his application for yeah. break bills, and I yeah. forgot what everybody else dropped in. But yeah. yeah, there was a whole lot, and I mean, it's even with that, there's people going, okay, now that Quentin's gone, he's the one that held everything together. No, no he wasn't. He was really only m- the people who were most emotionally invested with him were Julia and Alice. And Elliot. And Elliot. Those were the three that were most invested with him. Everybody else, not as much. So they're all their own characters. And what we got, even with the lead up for the next season, how it shows, you know, Elliot and Margot going to take back the kingdom. Oh, they're 300 mm-hmm. years in the future now. And we had mm-hmm. talked about this before because I remember way back when, then in the books, they even mentioned um, the original books that Quentin was reading. Oh, that's what mm-hmm. she dropped in. She threw in the fire in the book. Yeah. Yeah. Signed. Oh, and it was signed. Yeah. <laughs> signed by the big. Yeah. Yeah, it's just all, <laughs> yeah. That whole thing. But even so, we, we had this idea that, you know, that time moved differently in Fillory. We always kind of talked about why that was never happening like it did before. And now we see there are 300 years in the future. So we got this whole thing of what's going on with Margot and Elliot. Mm-hmm. And then what happened to Finn and Josh? More or less, what happened to Finn and Josh and what happens with Josh and Margot? 300 years, there's a whole issue right there. Katie's headed to Hedge Witches now, so she's doing her thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Alice taking over the library? What's mm-hmm. with Zelda? How's this all working? There's so much there that having Quentin not in the picture... And we're going to see the fallout of his death with everybody grieving and everything else. But having him not in the picture isn't that huge of a thing. There's so much story left for everybody else. Yeah. But I think... There were plenty of... Like, I trust this show. I trust this show so much. Like, these writers, these producers, these actors. Like, I trust them to give me a good story that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And for me to, to just continue to love this show. I think we're going to have a lot with Elliot and his grief about Quentin, though. Oh, yeah. It's going to come up now that he's found out all that stuff when he was inside the monster. I mean, he's kind of lived with all that. I think oh, and that's going to play. He's going to have a lot to deal with because yeah. we didn't really get too much from Elliot at all this season. Like, he's going to be catching up on everything that happened with with all his friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole thing with Margot and Josh, uh, the, the loss of Quentin, the loss of Fillory. her being exiled, the ice axes. Like, right. he, there's a he's so he missed so much. Yeah, it, it's there's so much to go on for this next season. Yeah. It's just it's yeah. just there. The potential is outstanding. Right. Oh, and just one more thing about the take on me. Uh-huh. Uh, so take on me the the way we actually got this song. The executive producer, John McNamara. So, like I said, he's always the person that you can blame if we have some kind of musical element. We hopefully we get another musical episode next season. Like, oh, do that, I John. So. Um, he had been like just listening to different music with his son. Like they test out, try out different music, and he heard this acoustic version of "Take on Me," which I've now found on Amazon Prime, and I have it added to my playlist because this is amazing. And like he kind of stored it away from himself. And I think they were prepping one of the episodes recently, and Olivia she was singing the words to take on me and he asked her about it. She was like, yeah, like it helps me get emotionally ready or into character. Like this is a song that she uses or has used throughout the years Mm. to get herself ready for something emotionally charged or just to get into character. And like, that's how we got that song for this episode. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we've kind of rambled on a little bit longer than our normal 30 minutes. (laughs) 
It was a special episode. <laughs> so, yeah, that was unscripted. So that was just us going off of everything. So hmm. I don't know. You got any final thoughts on this? I feel like we hit everything that we can hit. And uh, we're just excited and ready for next season already. And we got a whole year. Yes, we do. Whole year. And uh, it's, it's a lot. It's hard to tell what's going to happen. I'm looking forward to yeah. it. All right, then. Well, if you aren't there already, head on over to purefandom.com. Check out some of the other killer articles posted there. You can check out some of our older podcasts for Vine and Helsing, Winona Earp, Krypton, which is coming back. Yep, in June. Yay. Uh, 12 Monkeys, which is awesome, and a whole bunch of other shows. And there's also a lot of awesome writers over there putting out some amazing work. Absolutely. I believe that uh, Liz, they're doing some recaps for Game of Thrones. Dun, 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 hold the door hold the door oh never <laughs> hey people don't still don't know what that means my i told you my sister mm-hmm. like she just started watching so she's sending me updates like every hour or asking me like who's this character again so that's interesting are you, are you walking around with your hand of the king i am i am i gotta paint it though yeah i'm gonna put it in my hair i i printed her off a hand of the king um pen so you know hey i drink and i know things you guys drink and know things that's all you got to do yeah, I'm going to be the Tyrion kind of Hand of King and not die. <laughs> Knock on go. all the wood. There you go. Well, until next time. Take on me. Take on me. Take me on. Take on me. I'll be.